Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From each other's homes. It's <laughs> homes again, Tom. We're back to the homes. It's homes on homes you know in what? this pig. I, I think I think at some point we're just going to have to go back to the original recording live because this yeah. is our life now. <laughs> recording live from Glory Hole Studios A and B, but not the original. <laughs> it's like subset A, subset B. Yeah. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 517, or episode 2AP, After (laughs) Apocalypse. Well, yeah, are after, we, uh, yeah, we got to do PP post pandemic. That's post pandemic PP. Yeah, because this is a bunch of fucking PP. That's yeah, why. And, and you know, it's a it's a show where people like to show their peepees. So it's good. <laughs> this is uh, this how Look, it works. So PP is appropriate given that Adam and Eve is our sponsor. Exactly. Just, you know, that's just, exactly absolutely. So and hey, uh, if you're stuck indoors, let's <laughs> not leave with an ad. <laughs> and you will be, and you will be, or you should be anyway. Yeah, you probably at this are. Point. Yeah, at this point. So uh, this week, like last week, and probably like the weeks in the foreseeable future, there's no other news but coronavirus news. Yeah, that's because uh, you're not allowed to have news anymore. You're not <laughs> like nothing. No one's allowed to have. We're not even allowed to have regular tragedies anymore. Yeah. Like the trap. <laughs> We you can't know, even have little tragedies. We can't have any of it. It's just the one big one. All I'm uh, saying is like in the current four horsemen horse race, <laughs> pestilence is in the lead. Oh, man. Pestilence is going to win the triple crown. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like the pandemic is mating, uh, making us eat this tragedy and won't feed us another tragedy until we're done with we're this finished. tragedy. <laughs> like a, we have to sit at the table and finish this tragedy until we're done. You have to finish Man. it. You can't go to bed. You can't t- flip, take your phone out. You better eat this tragedy. You just sit with your arms like crossed yeah. petulantly like a president at a <laughs> like, briefing. 
just like it's president. Exactly. Like oh. a, a petulant, shitty child president oh, sitting in a room full of scientists oh, struggling man. desperately to understand the situation. <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? I, I will get the other news out of the way. Bernie won Utah. That's the other news. That was it. Okay. And I don't think Tom even knew it when he got on the call with me today. No. <laughs> Seriously. There's still Utah. Like we didn't cancel right. Utah yeah. just out of an abundance of caution. Oh, Don't you gosh. think that just at some point we should just be like, all right, look, we have to just cut certain states out of the picture entirely. Yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> this is a chance for us to say, okay, because not all the states have enacted any significant, like there are sev several states that have not enacted any significant oh, changes yeah. to their yeah. daily lives. Absolutely. Right? There's some that have not done anything at all. Fucking Louisiana was slow to act. And now they're the second largest number of cases. And I read yeah. a thing today is because like, they're just like, well, we thought Mardi Gras would still be a good idea. And it's like Mardi Gras wasn't a good idea before the pandemic. <laughs> like Mardi Gras was a great way to get a disease when the best disease you were getting out of it was the clap. You just added a new disease. Like you just <laughs> added, all you did was add more disease. Disease is not fucking Zatarans. It's not something you fucking throw in to add a little flavor. What the fuck? What are they doing down there? Maybe that's why they were like blase about it to just like, uh, have you seen Bourbon Street? You think we're going to make this grosser? They're Is like, there a way to make something grosser than Bourbon Street? Look, you walk into Mardi Gras, you walk out with gangrene. What the fuck do you want? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Your best case scenario was that dry gangrene instead of a wet one. <laughs> they both kill you, but one just doesn't smell so bad. You're just like, oh, uh, uh, all right. Yeah, but the wet one has more yeah. lubrication. <laughs> How long have you had these headaches? Uh, about five, ten minutes. God help him! <laughs> Rid this man of these headache demons, of these migraine demons. Heal this man! Amen! Yeah. Hallelujah! Oh, good God, and Miss Molly! How do you feel, son? My headache is gone, but... God bless him! Is there anything else I can do for you? No, no. Good God bless you. Praise be. Ladies and gentlemen. So story comes from CNN.com. Pastor again defies state order not to hold large gatherings. He says a thousand people came to his church on Sunday. Huh. A thousand people. The order from the Louisiana governor is 50. 50 <laughs> is still five times more than the president who can't even spell 50 has said, yeah. right? Like the president's <laughs> like 10. Regular people are like, how about zero? And I'll shoot the UPS guy on site, right? <laughs> like that's like where we're at now. And Louisiana is still like, whatever crawdads 50. Like, I don't yeah. know how they do that shit. <laughs> they're not, you're not sure whether they're, they're counting gators or not. You're like, are they counting gators? <laughs> It's like it's like the uh, the the governor is that guy that used to be on PBS teaching you to cook, you know, be like, uh -huh, a little bit of wine for you, <laughs> was it a Justin little Wilson? bit of wine for me. <laughs> I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you're gonna get the coronavirus. <laughs> well, you are if a thousand oh. of you motherfuckers show up to church God. and like. Fucking swap cum or whatever the fuck you people are doing <laughs> know, right? at fellowship. 
Short of a giant Creole gangbang, I can't even imagine <laughs> something less fucking hygienic oh, than doing this be, right now. That's got to be terrible because it tastes like gumbo filet. It's just oh. disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Uh, I wonder, like, if this, if when this is all said and done and, like, the nine of us survive this thing, <laughs> like, and we, we, <laughs> we crawl out of the hits that we dig ourselves in like hermit crabs or however we, you know, with our giant one claw, it's a fiddler. But still, <laughs> when we come out of this thing, I wonder if we're going to like always look askance at certain things. Like if we're going to be like Chuck E. Cheese, you know, the things that we've yeah. always been a little skeeved out yeah, by, yeah, but yeah. still like yeah. accepted into our lives. is just like, like everyone drinking it from the same cup at mass. I wonder right. what's going to happen with that yeah. in the future, right? So I I belong to a, an SCA group, right? So the, the medieval guys, they do this thing where there's a group of us sitting around a fire. There'll be a song that they sing and they pass a cup, right? So they'll pass the cup. And maybe the first couple times I did it and every single time I got sick, every time, because it's 20 people all passing like this whiskey around and you're going to get, you're going to get sick. You're just going to get sick. So now I just take the whiskey and hand it to the next guy. I'm just like, fuck <laughs> you. I ain't drinking that. Like, are you kidding me? But that happens at church, Tom. Every single week people walk up and then they do the, they do the fucking, uh, the bullshit I'll wipe the front of the cup with a little, uh, a little oh, cloth. Oh yeah, wiping like, stuff down. Yeah. yeah, right. Somehow that's gonna do something, right? Yeah, it's a dry cloth dipshit. It's not yeah. gonna do anything. You didn't get. Let me push off the of viruses there. off of this yeah. thing, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> these are like a handful of like microns uh, in size. Exactly. Let me push yeah. them here yeah. over. Just I just I pushed them off. They're just I pushed them right off the edge. They can barely hang on. You're just taking the germs that were on that cloth and adding yeah. them to the cup, right? <laughs> right. That's yeah. all you're like. Yeah. You don't have like some hygienic cloth. Oh, hang on. This is in my pocket all day. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but this, but you're right. I think there's going to be some things that we look at. I, I, I really hope that this is the one thing that people that are hyper religious look at and they say, fuck, we went to that fucking big hullabaloo down there where everybody's throwing their hands in the air and crying on each other and being saved and, 60% of us walked away being sick. Um, right. Maybe we don't do that anymore. Maybe we. Maybe this is the moment because nobody's yeah. looking to fucking religion right now to be like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to fix it? Nobody's saying that. Everybody else in the world is looking at looking at religion and saying, no, it's cool. You do your thing. We're going to trust the scientists right now. Yeah, it, it is. It is a turning point where like right now, the, the, the snake handler guys seem more sane than the megachurch pastors. Yeah. Right? Because the snake handler yeah. guys are like, all right, there's 12 of us tops, first of all. <laughs> and the <laughs> snake you can see, it's right yeah. over there. The mega church yeah. is like, let's put a thousand people. And it's also the case that like the people who go to church are by and large older people. Yeah. That's yep. just true. Like young people are not yep. that interested in church. I was thinking about this. You know, the coronavirus stands to significantly, <clears throat> if, if there's a big death toll from this thing, and, you know, there's some numbers that are really pretty sobering that, you know, very well might be. This coronavirus disproportionately affects the right wing. It 100% does. In a like, huge way. It, In a huge way. You know, when you look at the numbers, like the people who believe that this is a problem versus the people who don't believe this is a problem break on party lines. So yeah. the people that don't believe this is a problem are not changing their behavior, right? They don't believe this is a problem. So their behavior 
has not changed. They live typically in states that if they acted at all, acted after states that, you know, were, were more swift. Um, it disproportionately affects older people. Older people tend to be further leaning to the right than younger people. Right. This is, right. this is like a right-wing virus in some ways. If it has any kind of a significant death toll impact, it will be disproportionately skewed to move the right off the planet a little bit. Like it just does. It could be called the Fox News virus. Right. You know, yeah. it's sort of it's sort of set perfectly in that demographic. And it's crazy too, because they were the ones who, for the longest time, were telling people you don't have to worry about it. And they're trying to cover that shit up now to make it look like they've always been, oh, we've always thought this was a threat. We've always thought this was yeah, a big deal. But they were calling here. it a hoax from the beginning. They were all calling yep. it a hoax from the beginning. Yep. And I'll be perfectly frank, I didn't I didn't give this give this virus even, you know, when we first started talking about it, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, because I've lived through a lot of these other ones. Yeah. And they hadn't gone anywhere. And so when the first initial numbers were coming out of China, I was like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. It didn't feel like it was that big a deal. But the moment you start seeing how easily it's transmitted. That's when it starts becoming sobering. That's yep. when it start, you start looking at it and thinking, oh, that's fucked up. One of the major things that's happening is people are losing their job and losing their health insurance. So now we have a virus that's attacking people that's, you know, that people are getting sick from. And then we take away the only opportunity people have to uh, pay for it in this yep. country through their work. And then we say, well, yeah, well, guess what? There's now... 3 million people unemployed in the last week. Sorry. Whoops. 3 million people. Sorry about that, buds. Yeah. Oh, well, literally. I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You can make it on your own. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, guys, good. if you get sick, stay home from work. Oh. oh. You know what? If you're sick, you just don't pay for it somehow. Although the, the, the stimulus package is supposed to address some of that, right? It's supposed to take That's care good. of. And that just yeah. got passed like yesterday. Yesterday night, it was, it was, I woke up to it this morning. We're yep. recording on Thursday. I woke up to it this morning. It's so funny because even before when Trump was in office and before any of this stuff was happening, we would talk about shit on Thursday and it would be so, uh, by Monday. Right. Now, can you, by tomorrow morning, this podcast won't be relevant. <laughs> That's, you know, it's, it is, you're not even remotely wrong. Like we record yeah. and it's just like, uh, we, by the time we hang up the phone. The world is different. Like they, we're going to hang up the phone and be like, all right, cool. And then the numbers will all be different and all of the activity will be entirely different. The bottom line, brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that evil, evil is necessary. Evil is necessary. Thereby, if it's necessary, evil must be good. Evil is good. Take Brother Brown, for instance, one of our strongest deeds. Right. Yeah. Brother Brown was down on Bushwick Avenue the last night with a two dollar hoe. Oh, oh, I didn't know she was going. Stinking dog! You told me you were such a mama. Now that's evil. When you tell your wife, "I'm gonna go see mama," then you go down on Bushwick Avenue and get you a two dollar hoe. That's evil. But Brother Brown had a good time with that two dollar hoe. You can push a two dollar hoe to the line. She don't have no limits. Evil and good. They walk hand in hand. Sister, it comes from Yahoo News. Kentucky Church held service against governor's warning. Visitor now has coronavirus. So, huh. uh, no shit, Sherlock. And fucking, of course, this happened. And actually, the, the reason I wanted to grab this story is because, um, to their credit, the pastor of the church, the senior minister of the church, um, 
basically came out and said afterwards, like, you know, I was kind of wrong about that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's fucking too little too late, right? Because that's how viruses and diseases work. And if you make the wrong fucking decision against the advice of health professionals who are all unified and saying the same fucking things, right? And the things that they're saying are not complicated. They're the same things that have been that have been said. And these guys that are just like, ah, you know, won't hit us here at church because we're protected by a magical fortress of anti-viral yeah. Jesus hair yeah. or whatever <laughs> fucking so, nonsense oh they God. think in oh, Kentucky. Man. One of the things that uh, that's happening is we're seeing many, many churches do this over and over and over again. You know, Rodney Howard Brown last week was talking about it, this yep. church in Louisiana, this church here. Let's get a bunch of people together. I think they need to change the name of the, the coronavirus to the good news so they can spread <laughs> the good news to all the people there and just, you know, here you go. Here's the good news. Well, you got it. Best of luck. Have you read some of the accounts of some of these people who have had it? Oh, some of them are absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. I mean, you're not reading you're not reading any of the accounts of people who had mild cases, right? Cuz those people aren't writing anything. Those people aren't saying, "Oh, it was no big deal." Cuz there are a lot of people who they were doing some tests. I think I saw in Iceland this week, and it was the t the tests that they were pulling out were they tested a ton of people and they found just a, an absolute immense amount that were carriers but asymptomatic. Okay. And uh and so we don't know because there's not been a place where they've done really good testing to know how many of what, you know, we just don't know. But uh, so we're, you're never going to hear about the asymptomatic people because those people probably wouldn't know or they do. And then they, you know, they don't really talk about yep. it. Same thing with the mild cases. You're not going to read a, somebody on Twitter and be like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. But you will read about the other ones. So I can't presume that every single case is this bad, but some of these cases are like, they get really bad really fast. Yep. And in a way that is scary. Yeah. Yeah, and like the idea that these these uh, ministers are playing fast and loose with their flock, with their congregation, yeah. with the people that like, I'm joking about Kentucky, but like I'm also not. Like these are people who seek seek out these ministers and what have you as like guides for how to live their life, not just spiritually, yes. but on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when these people say it's okay, it's safe to come to church, we're still having church, we're not moving to like an electronic Zoom meeting for church, which would be entirely plausible, right? They could sure. put together a web service that they deliver on, you know, where the whole sermon and all that shenanigans is done. You could virtually shake hugs or shake hands or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they yeah. could do all that, but they're not. They're not doing that. And like, we look at like states that have more sophisticated healthcare systems and how they're beginning to become overwhelmed. You know, the, the southeastern United States has not been, by and large, there's some hot spots that are good, has not been terribly prosperous for a, much of its history. So, like, how badly are they going to be overcome? Sure. You know? Sure. like it Like, nobody goes to Kentucky for that awesome medical care, but you do go to, like, New York, right? New York is, yeah. New York, New Jersey, that, like, that whole area is known. Like, the New England area is known for its extremely high quality healthcare system and for the abundance of healthcare, for the abundance of hospitals. Like that's not true in Kentucky. So these rural communities that are like less educated than, and who are relying on pastors to tell them how to, you know, live their life and how to behave, when those guys like give them objectively bad advice, 
it's going to have a disproportionate impact on that population. You know, it's interesting. You had mentioned that, you know, they could probably do some pretty good digital, pretty easy digital stuff. You know, in the last 10 years, we've come a long way with how easy it is to get a hold of equipment to do this sort of thing and how easy, you know, the infrastructure we have to create something like that is already there for a lot of people. People have Wi-Fi. They could sit and just watch it on their phone, no problem. You know, I right. mean, if you have if you have unlimited data, you just sit on your couch and you could watch it on your iPad or you could watch it on your phone. You know, you could you could Chromecast it to your TV from YouTube if it's a YouTube. Right. Like, there's so many ways to interact with this media, but what they don't want is they don't want you to stay home because the moment you start staying home is the moment you start looking around and saying, yeah, I could watch the pastor this morning, but instead I want to do something else. I want to go... I want to watch yeah. something else. I want to watch something uplifting. I want to watch, you know, I want to watch The Good Place on Netflix or whatever. And so they're going to they're going to do they're going to do whatever they can to keep you there and stay in front of you because really genuinely the way to get you to stop going to church is all you have to do is stop going a couple weeks and you'll see people will immediately stop the habit. They'll think, "Well, gosh, I've been doing that my whole life. I have to waste my whole morning on Sundays. I don't have to do that anymore." And they, they're suddenly, that yep. changes everything. And they need you there to donate. You know, there, there's a lot more pressure in person when you're st sitting there and they pass that plate to you versus when you're at home and they say, gosh, we really would like it if you guys would donate, hit that PayPal button. Everybody at home is thinking, well, the other guy's going to do that. I'm not going to do that. What the hell? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. Like the tithing numbers go from probably nearly 100% of people to... A, a sure. fraction, a tiny sure. fraction, which is why like the televangelists re rely on massive audience numbers because they need a massive audience in order for a small fraction yeah, to donate, right? right? And, that, and that's the only way it aggregates into big dollars. These churches are going to go out of, they're going to have fucking rummage sales at the church. You're going to be able to get like dollar store pews and like crucifixes. <laughs> like they're just going to be at the fucking Goodwill they're gonna be, these churches are going to go out of business, brother. I'm just holding out, see if I can get Creflo Dollars jet for a couple oh. hundred grand. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, discount jets. Discount oh, evangelical jets. Could you imagine oh, having my. a Glory Hole Studios jet? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would crash it immediately, but I would love it. Well, ma'am, the lab results came back, and this is hard to say, but... Your son tested highly on our simp scale. Oh, goodness gracious. But doctor, what does it even mean to be a simp? Well, son, allow me to explain. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, ben Shapiro insists it's not racist to call coronavirus the Chinese virus. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is, though. It just, <laughs> okay, counterpoint. Okay, counter, yeah. counterpoint, hey, yeah. it is. Here, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hear, hear us out on this. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're wrong. It it totally is. The virus does not have a national identity. The virus yeah. is not Chinese in the same way that yeah. a person, the virus did not like get, you know, enculturated into Chinese. It's just where it started. Viruses can start fucking anywhere and then they replicate and then they're all our problem. Like yeah. calling yeah. it a Chinese virus is just a way to point a pointless finger, right? It it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change our course of action. It doesn't accomplish anything except for to vilify a group of people, specifically a group of people who had yep. nothing to fucking do with whether or not 
this virus existed. And I know people will say like, well, there are certain cultural practices, including like the the, the destruction of, of uh, wild lands and like the invasion of like people into animal and, and like n- natural territories and what have you. But like, and live markets, that. the live market thing that might be, you know, because they're, they're, they're yeah. saying that it, that it might be coming from a sort of place where they maybe had animals in close contact with humans, which could be one of those markets where they sell live animals. That, but they've, 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 that's all, that's the best that they can do. Yeah. And like, let's be super clear. If we're going to vilify that, we have to vilify every place that keeps live animals because that shit is a breeding ground for sure. That shit is a breeding ground for problematic disease. But like, it's also how we feed ourselves. Like, that's why, you know, that's why diseases pop up in giant piggeries and in poultry yeah. farms. And, you know, it's not just the 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 sort of um, uh, non-domestic animals out there that can potentially create, harbor, and move disease forward into the human realm. Like, that's not how that works. In fact, a lot of diseases have been spread specifically from animals that have been kept domestically in order to feed people. Like, that's just a pretty normal way for diseases yeah. to spread out of other animals from one species to another. It's just that close contact. So unless we all fucking go vegan, none of us have any fucking say in this. You know what I mean? Like none of us have yeah. any like moral fucking high ground because somebody ate an animal that's different than the animal that we also yeah. raise in yeah. mad numbers. Yeah, we can't, uh, and you can't even say it came from eating. You can't say that that's where it came no. from because they don't know. Right. They don't right, know right. where it came from. They can't say that. So again, that's a xenophobic thing too when they say, oh, it came from bat soup. That's xenophobic, oh, right? Yeah. So that's right. that's that's shitty. And then also just saying that it's a Chinese virus, we don't say that about stuff anymore. They, you know, they're, they're calling that a bunch of these people are saying, oh yeah, well, it's about, you know, they, they named uh, the German measles. It's called the German measles. Like, yeah, we didn't do that last year. Yeah, that right. wasn't named last year. We've moved past that. We have progressed past that point where we think that that's appropriate. Yeah, do we name it after certain areas? Sure. Zika, I hear, is named after a river or something like that. But it's not called the Brazilian shrinking head disease, <laughs> right? We didn't do that, I did wish we? it was. I'm we sorry. We didn't, st- though. They should call it like Beetlejuice epilogue, you know? Yeah. like. Just- <laughs> We didn't buy, we didn't do that. You know, and the other thing too is, it's just like you said, it's pointless. I know that Trump is defending it and everybody who loves Trump is defending it. And they keep saying, and one of the things he keeps saying is, it's just, I just want to get the information out to the people. And I'm thinking, with that information, what do you do with it? Yep. What do I do with that information? How do I benefit from the fact that it's that you're saying it's a Chinese virus? How do I benefit from that? What's the what's the benefit of me knowing where it came from? How can I protect myself differently knowing it's a Chinese virus versus knowing it's a it's a Japanese virus versus knowing it's a it's a Middle Eastern virus? What do I do differently in my life? The only thing you're telling me to do is to be racist against Chinese people right. and against people of Asian descent. It's it's all it's doing is giving you a, a way to scapegoat someone else for your own inability to handle this situation. That's all you're doing. When you call it a Chinese virus, you're basically saying, well, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. It's not my fault. No shit. It's nobody's fucking fault, but it's, it's your fault that you're not ready for it. That's the problem. But he wants to pass the buck like he does every single time. And every single one of these pundits is ready to grab his balls and carry him to the finish line for him. I can't even believe it. I like I get like. There are 
are more cases of COVID-19 right now in the U.S. We we yeah. surpassed the total it's the number. It's the U.S. virus now. It's ours. Like, at what point are we just like, we are number one. Right. We are number USA. one. We're USA. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just have a quick aside? Is there a chant in the world that makes you hang your head in shame more oh, than God. the USA no. chant? No. When they chant that shit in Congress, I'm just like, yeah. oh, oh, my fucking. Uh, the thing I'm banking on is that as we get more and more COVID, we can't breathe in to say the USSA, USA as, as loudly and as forcefully as we were before. So that's what I'm banking on. We'll so. just all try to do the wave again and just tip over. Yeah. Just <laughs> like dominoes. Just Yeah. Seriously, though, that this is, this is just him trying to cover up his incompetence. That's yeah, all it is. Sure. It's him trying to pass the blame onto somebody else. It's someone else's problem. I'm just cleaning up bullshit that, you know, you fired all the people that could have stopped this from moving as fast as it did. You fired all the people this last week. He said some shit like, oh, I, uh, I didn't know it was coming from over there. And, and a bunch of people posted. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you fired the people who would have known that it was coming from over there. And like, like you went, you went through all the trouble. It's your job to know. Like when, when he got pushed on that question, he's like, did that happen? I don't know. Did that happen? A lot of things happen around here. It's a big administration. A lot of things going on. Not sure. I didn't do it personally. Things sometimes are done. And you're like, that's unacceptable. You're driving, motherfucker. You yep, asked yep. to drive this car. You are not the fucking victim of where the car goes. You begged, borrowed, pled, and stole in order to get this fucking job. Nobody made you take it. It's not like you were like pushed reluctantly to the front of the line. Like you didn't like get your fucking number didn't get called out of a fucking Hunger Games lottery, and that's how you became president. Like <laughs> that's not Although how that at works. At this point, at this point, I would take the hundred Hunger Games lottery. Tom. Oh, oh my God, would I take the Hunger Games lottery? Well, we call Holy that the Democratic shit. primary. Actually, that oh, was the. God. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, at this point, I would literally. I would I would shoot an arrow into the sky and who it landed nearest I would take. And even if it hit them, even if it hit them and hurt them severely, I would say no you're in charge now. I don't care if you have an arrow stuck in your skullet, get in there. It's you now. You're literally a a broom with a hat on. Yeah. I would take a broom with a hat. Yeah. I don't know what I take the broom without the hat though. I would take a fucking Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> over this guy. A Teddy Ruxpin with a Metallica tape in yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Whatever it is. China has total respect for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. They call her Pocahontas. I am the chosen one. You are fake news. Okay. I am the least racist person. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. To come her. Grab him by the pussy. Stop it. So, Tom, this weekend, Trump, just a ton of stuff we got to talk about. Because, it's because you know, the thing is, is that, that Trump is so inextricably linked to coronavirus. There's no way to pull him out and no. to just talk about some of these other things. No matter what we do, we have to talk about him. 60% of Americans approve of Trump's coronavirus response. That was a poll. Trump suggests we need to bribe him with praise to this get federal amazing. assistance for COVID-19. <laughs> Uh, we're going to so talk much. a little bit about Dr. Fauci. Is that how you say his name? Fauci, yes, Tom? Fauci. Is that, okay, yep. so we're going to talk a little bit about Dr. Fauci, a couple things about Dr. Fauci. Um, we're going to specifically talk about Trump's goal for getting people out on Easter, uh, which is the 12th of April, by God the way, um, which is, at, according to my records, two centuries from now. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so. right? Can you, I can't even believe we're still going to have April. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's an amazing article uh, that is in the Atlantic called All of Trump's Lies About the Coronavirus, <laughs> which is absolutely stunning and amazing. And then uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit about the Arizona man who died after uh, taking Trump's coronavirus, quote, cure which is the lupus medication that they're saying you should that that Trump has been touting. And then if we get to it, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Trump's dangerously confused uh, town hall that he had on Fox. So let's start with the 60 percent of Americans, Tom, 60 percent of Americans approve of Trump's coronavirus uh, response. Uh, now, this was taken and it does say at the bottom, worth noting, this poll was conducted March 13th through the 22nd and opinions changed significantly given how could change significantly given how quickly the COVID-19 crisis is developing. And I said the time before we recorded, I said, yeah, it feels like March 13th was 1991. <laughs> That's how, I mean, <laughs> genuinely time has turned into this weird it's not only, it feels like it's going fast and slow at the same time because yeah. I'm not leaving my location. I'm stuck in one location. So I'm working, recording, living all from my living room. And I just, it's just in, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going kind of nuts, but at the same time, everything is going so quickly yet. So, so slowly. It's just so, it's such a weird time. But anyway, these 60, we're talking about 60% of Americans um, mostly Republicans, let's be honest, and uh, a more certainly more independents than Democrats think that Trump's doing a good job. And I think that that's not going to change because I think there's a cult of Trump out there and they just they just lap up whatever he dribbles into their mouth. And I, I think, too, that like, you know, there, there's a fear that I have that, you know, America doesn't change its leadership during a time of war. We're just we just don't do it. And he's painting yeah. himself as a wartime president. And this sure. is in many respects the closest that a war or a warlike event has hit American soil in generations, in many generations. And so there's a sense that I have that like people look to leaders during times of crisis and even bad leaders get the benefit of the doubt when everything goes tits up. Sure. I'm just amazed that 60%, that number astonishes me. I saw another yeah. poll today that said, you know, Trump's overall approval ratings are as high as they have ever been, which granted is not very high. It is not sure. very high. But like when I think of like their approving of what he's done, I'm just like literally name one of the things that he's done. Like what has he done? That's yeah. the fucking problem. The inaction, yeah. the lies, like the, the uh, misinformation the like denial that this thing was happening until the fucking not even penultimate until the ultimate moment until it was literally yeah. impossible to continue to deny any longer and i'm i'm trying to think like how has he handled it on a federal level from the executive branch i'm trying to think of anything at all that my life has changed significantly since the start of this but not because of a single federal piece of legislation not from a single yeah. federal executive branch order. The states have done everything. Yeah, well, the thing that's going to happen is, is now that this, the, the stimulus came in, people will be, you know, looking. I don't know how you're going to look to him, though, and say he did any of this because it was all wrangling between the House and the Senate to try to get this thing right. passed. And then he's, the only thing he's doing is signing because Mitch McConnell told him to. That's all, all he's, he's doing. He's not vetoing it. Yeah, that's all you he's doing. You know what done. I mean? Yeah. He has, he has, he's taking credit because you didn't stop it. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I want to circle back to one of the things you said, wartime president. It's true. You're right. There is that There is that sense that, you know, if there's a wartime president, maybe people don't change. But I will point, if there's a depression president, we have uh, some evidence that that does change. Uh, I look to George W. Bush and I look to, you know, Herbert Hoover. And so, you know, we changed, we changed midstream on two Republicans who fucked everything up. And so if we look at this and we say, oh, you know what? He fucked everything up too. There's a possibility we change midstream too on him if it's more economic crisis than it is anything else. Right. Yeah. I think the economic crisis might be the thing that, that changes this administration. This is a Rolling Stone article. Trump's, Trump states that uh, <laughs> Trump suggests that states need to bribe him with praise to get federal assistance from COVID. And he says- uh, basically, he says it's a two-way street. They have to treat us well, too. And that's essentially what he says out loud to someone when he's being interviewed. They have to treat us well in order to get stuff from us. Like, Which he's not providing anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right, yeah, like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, to treat us well? What, you have to buy me dinner before I'll fuck you? Are you yeah. serious? Like, <laughs> this is not like, what is happening right now? Yeah. These are states full of people that you are elected to serve. They yeah. could treat you like shit. It doesn't matter. They could hate you. They could not have your rallies in their state. You are still, they are still your constituents. Yeah. You are still beholden to them. You are still responsible for the safety and well-being of everybody. You're the fucking leader. That's what leadership is. Yeah. Like leadership isn't like, I'll do nice things for me if you do nice things for you. That's the mob. Yeah. That's right. not leadership. Absolutely. That's no, we fucking don't. nuts. The states and the president don't have to both swipe right on each other before they yeah. decide whether or not they're going to fucking, they're going to actually have some sort of go between. The states need help. The federal government is here to help them. That's why we have a federal government. That's why we pay an immense amount of money in taxes. That's why all this stuff, that's why this whole structure even exists. And if you can't hold up your end of the bargain, guess what? It's going to be the 50 states of America. It isn't yeah, going to be the United right. States of America. Right. This is crisis management. This is not like a negotiation to buy a new car. Yeah. Right. It's fucking insane. <laughs> like, that's just, it's just crazy. He's talking up the trade-in right now. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, I'm going to squeeze him a little bit on the financing and get him out. What are you kidding me? Did you did you see the thing where uh, Pence was being interviewed about the ventilator stockpile? And like the, the Cuomo was pushing and he was like, we really need those ventilators. We know you have them. Send us the ventilators. And Pence was like, well, you know, we're working real hard. And he just kind of gave like some bullshit, like soft shoe nonsense answer. Sure. And he was like, sure, we need the ventilators or you're sacrificing people's lives. You got to get us those goddamn ventilators. There's 20,000 confirmed cases in New York right now. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, we're going to do everything. We've already sent you the ventilators. We already sent them. They're on their way. And he's like, there's no ventilators here. What are yeah. you talking about? Yep, yep. Like, we're just, like, we're reinventing truths. And at some point, like, it's going to catch up. Because, like, you can't obfuscate that shit forever when the truth starts coughing. You can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. At some point, the truth is your grandma that died. Yeah. At some point, like, the truth is, like, you know, the principal of your elementary school that's not coming back because they're dead. Like, yeah. It's going it, to, this is the, the reality of this will be impossible to spin yeah. anymore. The, uh, the, many of the, uh, the right wing people have also started talking about how we need to get people back out to work. 
they've been talking yeah. about. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to work. People in, there's a story about, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but there's a story about uh, the Lieutenant governor in Texas saying, yeah, you know, I'm older and I don't mind. I'll go out and do it. I'll sacrifice five to sacrifice. I'll sacrifice. Um, and they're suggesting that we need to get the economy moving because if we don't, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're saying there's going to be dire consequences. And I think Pritzker has it absolutely right. Pritzker's our governor here in, in Illinois. And he said, you cannot have a livelihood without life. He's got, yeah. you got to save people's lives. You can't have livelihood without that. And he's taken very drastic measures. They just closed all the parks here in Chicago today. I got an alert that said all the parks are closed. I went out for a walk yesterday. They said you could go for a walk. They said you could get out of your house and go for a walk. And so for the first time in four days, I went out for a walk yesterday. Well, I went out for a walk and there's people playing basketball. There's people playing tennis. There's people playing games, playing Frisbee outside. The whole area where the uh, I live down in the South Loop of Chicago and there's a skate park and that skate park was full of kids all skating. And so people are, they were outside and they just figure, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not at work and I am kind of far away from people. And so therefore it's okay. And today they're, they just said, no, sorry, we're closing all the fucking parks. You can't be trusted. And we're just going to have to do it for you. We're just going to have to, we're going to have to make it so you guys don't do this anymore. So they closed all the, the 606, which is a, a elevated running trail in, uh, uh -huh. that runs from Ashland up North. That's all closed off. They closed it off today. They said, no, we're, we're done with that. You can't go up there anymore. You're just, you just, can't, you can't be trusted. You can't be tried. And now we went for a walk and we were down by, we were down by, uh, Grant Park, but we were trying to stay away from everybody. We were just trying to, you know, we we're just trying to get a little tiny bit of exercise, just walk. Cause we don't have yeah. an outside. Like I don't have a right. backyard I can go to, right? Like if I had a backyard, it would be a totally different story, but I don't have a backyard. I just, all I have is a window I can kind of open. That's the right. best I can do. So I have to, if I want to go it, it, even just breathe the outside air, I've got to step outside of my condo. So if I leave, I've got to be outside at least for a little bit, but, and I understand that other people have to do it too but nobody was, people were just not really practicing social distancing very well. And so they just had to step in and say, well, we're just going to close the parks then. We won't give you a place to do this anymore. And so, you know, but, but the, with the ventilator thing, you said, you know, there's, there's so many, uh, when he's saying you're going to, don't worry, you're going to get them or they're on their way. There's so many false stories that are coming out now. I don't know if you yeah. saw this, how many different false stories last week we reported on, uh, on the, we talked about the, uh, uh, the ventilators for GE, the big three or whatever yeah. this week. Now they're, they're rolling all that back. And they said, really? yeah, well, yeah, they're saying that they, that they're going to instead be producing. If they can, they're going to be producing masks instead. They can't really retool a lot of stuff. So they have to look into it. It's going to be months before they can actually get respirators going, ventilators going, they're going to do respirators, not ventilators. Um, Tesla, uh, that Elon Musk, where I was talking about him last week, well, he bought an immense amount of ventilators from somewhere and donated them. Um, and I guess they're trying to retool their, 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 uh, assembly line, but they just don't, they, it takes, it takes time. You can't just yeah. like right. today, they, I'm just going to make a ventilator. Like, got like, Oh, turn the carburetor yeah. making machine into a ventilator. Oh, just yeah. spin that little dial yeah. over there into turning just, it into ventilators. Yeah, you can't just spin that around and be like, Oh, okay. I guess we're just going to be, we'll be cool. We're just going to turn this. Yeah. Is there any way you could just turn that bumper into a tube instead? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not going to work. So how many you know, emails are we going to get from people that are like, you know, modern cars don't have carburetors and specifically yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have one in an electric car. <laughs> okay. I know. And also last week we talked about the, uh, the WHO 
and how we were wondering where those the test kits were and whatnot. I guess uh, we had gotten a, a message from Joshua and he had said that um, that there, if you're a, a country that can produce them, you should. And that's what happened. And so we didn't, we didn't get test kits from them, but I think we wanted to create our own test kits. And that's what the slow, the sluggishness was. I don't think we followed a, a re- maybe a, a recipe that was already there. I think we're just sort of doing it on our own. And that might've been what the sluggishness was, but it certainly wasn't. We, there weren't just boxes of test kits we could have had. We would have had to produce them regardless. They don't give those test kits away. Um, so that's one thing that we mentioned last week. But the uh, amount of uh, inf- disinformation that's flying out there too in the face of this is crazy. I saw it a really story is. this week about a guy a priest who supposedly gave up his respirator to save someone else's life. That turned out to be false. I found and that was reported everywhere. Yep. 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 It everywhere. Was like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just, you know, like, like these stories are being reported in major, like, this is not like minor, it's not some asshole's blog. Like this right. is like, this stuff is all over the place. Like that, that whose story was all over the place. Yep. The priest story is all over the place. And, and like, major reputable news sources are reporting on this stuff and then later finding out it's not accurate. Yeah, the the uh, the pictures of the dolphins or whatever that are inside of an area was taken somewhere else. Uh, they said it was in the, the that the Venice Venice uh, 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 canals were clean for the first time in a long time and then then they showed that the picture wasn't taken in Venice. And so there's all this stuff the the, the elephants that got drunk on wine because there were no humans around or, or corn <laughs> liquor or something. And they're saying, yeah, that wasn't this week or whatever. And so there's just been, there's just all this weird news that comes out, but then there's also just bad news that comes out. And it's, right. and it's hard because, you know, you try to do your best and you try to pay attention. One of the things I wanted to talk about this week, but I can't find it anywhere, but really sketchy sources is this uh, lupus medication that Trump is, is touting that the one person just recently died on, the Arizona man who died, he wound up taking this stuff. It's called uh, chloroquine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Chloroquine phosphate. And he took some of this stuff. It's a lupus and an arthritis medication that people are taking. But he took some that was meant for cleaning an aquarium out. Like your fish tank, Uh, Yeah, like your fish tank. And And he died from it. And another person I read, but I never found it in a good source, That's that a couple in Nigeria did the same thing, but I didn't yep. find a good source on it, right? So I never saw that anywhere that was a good source. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that a good source doesn't exist, but I couldn't find one. Right. And so I don't know how true it is, right? But But the president is saying things, at least he was until very recently, saying that this is this is going to be a great drug. This is going to be the drug that could really turn everything around. And people have been hoarding this drug. Other people who have been using it for a long time have been taken off of it or it's going up, it's going up in price. People are hoarding it. It's just, it's getting crazy. And there's no proof. No. There's a there's one and, tiny study that says it doesn't do anything, and then there's nothing else. <laughs> That's the the study is like an anecdote of like eight people. And like Dr. Fauci's just like, just not a thing. Like he's like straight up like correcting the president on it. Like during yeah. like when reporters have asked him, he's like, "That's just like don't what? No, don't pay. Why? I don't even know why he would say that. Why? Why? Why do I work yeah. here? 
I work here because yeah. <laughs> I now have an obligation to work here. Yep. And that's exactly it. And, and you know, the thing is, is that this isn't the only thing. Let's, I want to talk about all the other lies that Trump has done in the last, and this is the thing, you know, this, this is just documentable, right? It's not that this is an opinion. This isn't, you know, right. a lot of people can, can, can be upset with how he's handling it. Oh, he's not moving quickly enough. He's not doing this. What you really should be upset about, you know, you can argue about the logistics of it and you could say he didn't do a good enough job logistically here and there and there can be back and forth, right? That's how a normal administration would handle it. There would be arguments about whether or not they handled X, Y, or Z in an appropriate manner. But when it comes to this, this is literally a fact. Did he lie? Yes, he did. Did he lie multiple times about that? Yes, he did. He lied multiple times over and over and over again. He downplayed it. And then he said false and misleading things over and over. That's not just, I disagree on how he's rolling this right. out. I disagree on how he's interacting with governors. That's, he is fucking lying to you. He's like saying things that are demonstrably, provably untrue and frequently yeah. not only untrue, but he's also saying things that are like indirect contrast to things he himself later says. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so like you can't have it both ways. They you cannot have two competing realities about yeah. the same topic, but there's like there's still people like, yeah, it's all it's all there's no inconsistencies here. And it's like, but he said yeah. two different things about yeah. the same topic. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, great yeah. man. So good. Yeah. Tells it like it is. Yeah. I, I'm going to read a couple of these off. It's, uh, you know, he, he, he said that the uh, coronavirus would weaken when we got into April in a warmer weather. And that has a very negative effect on that and that type of virus. And that's not true. They don't know whether that's true or not. They just literally have no idea if yeah. that's a, a po it's possible because some respiratory illnesses do that, but some don't. And we right. don't know yet. Yeah. And just to say that out loud isn't true. It's all it is, is just trying to protect himself. He's trying to make it seem like it's, he's trying to soften the blow so that there's not as big a swing in the stock market. Yep. He said, uh, the outbreak would be temporary. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It'll disappear. And then the, a couple days later, they said, no, that's not how, that's not how this works. That's that we have to do a lot of stuff in order to try to slow it down. And even then there's still going to be people who die. I, I, I cannot imagine somebody saying something so flippant about this and being in charge of it all. Yeah. He's just he's just trying to downplay the gravity and severity. He was trying to downplay the gravity and severity of it so that people would stay calm. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is from a while ago, you know, but you can get into false statements he said this week. Automobile companies have volunteered to manufacture medical equipment such as ventilators and they are making them right now. And that's not true. Uh, I'm going to read it aloud. Ford and, and General Motors, uh, which Trump mentioned at a task force briefing the same day, announced earlier in March that they had halted all factory production in North America and were likely months away from beginning production of ventilators. Representatives told the Associated Press, since then, Ford CEO uh, told CNN that the auto company will begin work with 3M to produce respirators with GM to assemble ventilators. GM said it would explore the possibility of producing ventilators in an Indiana factory, and Tesla said that they were uh, working on ventilators, but none could be produced instantly. So, you know, when he says they're making them right now, you're lying to yeah, us. Right. They are not making them right now. You're a liar. Yeah. You could say, you mean, you could easily just say, yeah, they're working on it. And that would be How hard that is would that? be a feel good enough story, but like he never like nothing is good enough, right? Like, like there's a sense from him that if he doesn't provide an instant gra instantly gratifying answer, 
because that's what he needs. That's what like seems to drive right. him right. is that like nobody else will be satisfied. I would not be thrilled to learn that I don't have enough ventilators in the country, but that's not new information. We've known since day one that sure. there's not enough ventilators. So I am gratified at the idea that additional respiratory equipment is being manufactured, period, right? Yeah. Like, and like, I am not a fool. I recognize that things don't turn over tomorrow. Like there's no like right. magic wand that gets waved, but he's like, he's a businessman, not a leader, right? He's a businessman right. and not a president. So in his world, he waves a wand and in the background, hundreds of people scurry to make his dreams come true. And that's how he thinks the world works sure. because in his mind, that's how the world has always worked. The other thing I want to talk about too is his, his projections for getting us out in, in by Easter. He wants to talk about how we're trying to get us out by Easter. And he said it the other day. And did you see what happened to the stock market that day? Yeah. There was a tweet I saw that said, you know, if the stock market goes off, goes up because they know that people will die to fulfill their business obligations, it shows the system runs on blood. That's what it shows everybody. Yeah. And it's so true, right? There needs to be blood in the gears for things to work. You can't shut this economy down, but you, you know, because if you do, something bad is going to happen, but it's the bad things that are going to happen are economic. You can shut the economy down and slow it down. And the bad things that, that won't happen are that people won't get this disease, transmit this disease and watch their grandpa die. Right. right. So, you know, those are the two options. And they're, like I said, there's people in, in the Lieutenant governor in, in, in other areas of this country that are saying, yeah, we want to just, we don't care. We're willing to do this. This is a, it's, you know, you got to feed the blood God. You got to, you got to <laughs> sacrifice to the blood God and capitalism yeah. is the blood God. I will say like, Bully for you if you are saying, look, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. But what what I'm not comfortable with is saying like, yeah, you know, I'm willing for you to make that sacrifice. Yep. Like yep. I don't get to right. decide for you what sacrifices you make. And you don't get to decide for me what sacrifices my dad makes or what sacrifices yep. my friends make. And like, yes, it's true that it primarily or disproportionately affects the elderly, but it doesn't only affect the elderly. Nope. There are cases nope. all the time, every day, every single day. There's like, I mentioned earlier, there's like a 38-year-old principal of an elementary school who dies. There's like yep. a story I read the other day. It was like some like perfectly healthy 30-something-year-old nurse who had great medical interventions. She still died. People still die from this thing that don't have other exacerbating conditions and are not sure. elderly. It's just that sure. those are the most affected. It's not the only affected parties. No. Yeah, you know, percentages in this that are small, but they're still there. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not willing to die for this. Like, I'm not willing to die so that I don't lose a paycheck. I'll, I'll lose a paycheck yeah. rather than die. Like, 100%. what the fuck? Nobody gets 100%. to sacrifice my life for me. If I wanted yeah. that, I'd have joined the fucking military. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to talk too for a second. You know, we talk about the military all the time. In this country, we have a hard on for the military. People, you know, applaud them when they get on planes and then we, you know, they, they give up their seats and the, you know, all this stuff. I'll tell you what, I hope that that culture changes and it's, and it's look at the people who are, are in the front lines right now. Yeah. The healthcare workers that are on the front lines of this, the grocery store workers that are on the front line of this, all those people have to, you know what happened to me the other day? I wound up going to get a, uh, I, I had to move Glory Hole Studios. 
right? So I had to move Glory Hole Studios out of out of our studio, some of it, to my house because there's no, I, I can't leave. I shouldn't right. be leaving the house. I could, but I shouldn't. So I decided not to. Well, when I moved it, I broke one of the monitors. I had to carry stuff from the car. It was in a bag. It got shifted and one of the monitors broke. So I had to go to Micro Center the next day to buy a new monitor. I go up and I walk up and in, in Micro Center, there's a line to get into the store and everybody's about six feet apart. And so I'm waiting in this line and I think it's the line to get in the store, but it's not the line to get in the store. Instead, it's a line to talk to a guy at the front to give him your phone number. He will text you when you can go into the store. Oh, that's and cool. So it, was, it was essentially, and they said, we can only fit 24 people in the store. And the one guy comes up and says, I already ordered and I had already ordered too. Right. And the guy's complaining, I already ordered. And he said, well, too bad. In order to pick it up, you got to get in line. And so at, there was this huge line standing outside. We waited to talk to the guy. We talked to the guy, got our number. I went, I went and sat in that car for 25 minutes, waited for them to call me, stood inside for about another 20 minutes, got what I needed and left. But it was genuinely just a, a, a very orderly way to do it. But I looked around and it was the only store that was playing that. I looked over across the street at Home Depot and the entire Home Depot lot was full. You look at every grocery store, the whole lot is full. They're not doing that anywhere no, except for no. a couple of places. Right. And you know, I think that that Micro Center had it, had it right when they did it. Uh, hats off to them. They were they were absolutely following social distancing rules, and they should do that with every place out there. They should absolutely every place should be looking at at the way in which you know you show up, you go back to your car, you get a text or whatever, and then that's how it works. Because that's a that's a good way to do it, and a way to make sure that people inside are less likely to get this. Yeah, there are so many companies and businesses, but so many people that are not taking this seriously still. I like. Yeah. I'm like flabbergasted. Like what, what else needs to happen in yep. order for you to yeah. like look up? And, and I know the answer, actually. I know the answer because like there's a sense, like you mentioned like before, like how it just sort of feels, you know, like there is a sense that I have every day that I'm running around nailing boards against my windows for a hurricane that's just over the horizon. Yep. You know what I yep. mean? I can't yeah. see it yet because it's not here. It's in New York and some other place. But right now, in my present day, I walk outside and it's bright and sunny and the birds are chirping and everything looks normal, but I'm running around like a crazy person, just fucking nailing boards to everything that'll yeah, take a right, nail, right, you know? Right, and right. like, I'm sweating and I'm panting and I'm fucking freaked out. And I'm like, I'm trying everything to make sure I'm ready. And then you turn around, you're like, for what? You know? And you just feel like yeah. a crazy person. And I yeah. get it. I totally fucking get it. You know? And like, I think there's this sense that because things are happening but have not happened, that because it's invisible, but because like it's something which is pending and we're not good at pending events that don't no. come to fruition quickly. Yeah. Like environmental crisis, thank you very much. Right. You know, yeah. so it's 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 really difficult for people to wrap their head around this thing. Like I think we're good at wrapping our head around it and then like bracing for a storm within 24 hours. But if it was like, there's a storm coming in it, it's going to show up sometime in the next four to six weeks, but you yeah. need to start getting ready now. There'd be like, like, it's like fucking, what yeah. are you, what are you even talking about? What? I see people talk about this online a lot. And a bunch of people say, welcome to hurricane season in Florida. You know, that's, okay, that's what so they that's say. The, that's yeah. what they say okay. this feels like. They say, they say that's what this feels like. Okay. This feels like hurricane season in Florida. And, you know, uh, and again, one of the things that happens that might happen with this is if we do good things and we do things right, 
it might never come over the horizon as, right. as bad as you thought. If you do it all right, you could feasibly prevent a lot of this. And yeah. so that's what we that's what we should be aiming for. We should be aiming for the the moment where everybody goes, that was it? Because that's, yeah, that's the moment I want. You know what? Me too. But I'm also afraid of that moment because that, that will become problematic for next time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, here's what scares me the most, Cecil. The thing that scares me the most is like, that this thing has a seasonality to it, right? Because if this thing has a summer seasonality to it and like we ramp everything down and there's this terrible financial pain and et cetera, and then it kind of nothing burgers, you know, which is what we hope happens, then everybody will be like, well, that was a great big fucking nothing burger. And then when it starts to cool down again in the fall and this thing ramps back up again, exactly like the flu pandemic of 1918, 19, like that is literally the same thing that happened. So like then when it ramps back up again, people will look at this and be like, that was bullshit last time. We're not turning off the economy. We just got back on our feet. Life as usual. And it'll be worse than we ever thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're not good yeah. at like, we're not good at learning the right lesson. We're bad yeah. at learning the right lesson. Instead, the lesson we I'm afraid that we'll learn is that was a waste of time. This is all a great big nothing burger. So we are joined by the Waiting for Wrath podcast, who this time of year normally do a uh, drag queen bingo. And this year, because uh, coronavirus hates drag queens, uh, is probably not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to have to move it, but you guys still need some cash. Guys, Waiting for Wrath, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you again. Uh, fair warning, I may have a little uh, delay in my internet here. I live out in the prairie now, uh, and, and the gerbils that power my internet um, are tired tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be in a state where you can literally social distance just by going home, you know? So, oh, yeah. yeah. Six people per square mile. It's good. My nearest neighbor is three miles away. I don't yeah. get more socially distant than I am. <laughs> I, I actually thought about you guys at, you know, when this uh, coronavirus thing started to heat up and everybody was worried about, you know, what they, I thought like, you know, like the waiting for the wrath guys, it's like you're living in Greenland, you know, you're never going to get infected. You can just kind of kick back hands yeah. behind your heads, just like, ha suckers. Now this is our yeah. time to shine. A clean up there's, once the rest of the yeah, world has no expired. <laughs> there is a certain walking dead default state um, that they call Wyoming. And uh, so far it's it's been good for not getting sick. But we did get our first official case, I think, yesterday. Uh, two oh, days really? Ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yes. In, in, in our county. And so, and but then they're going to leave, right? They're just visiting or something? Like, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just going to ship them to Colorado. That's the easiest way to handle that. Um, <laughs> just push them over the border. Be like, no, this is just not yeah. for you. Right. We're not doing that. No, <laughs> the two governors, the two governors basically have like shuffleboard sticks and they're trying to shove him over the two, 
to decide which who gets the number, you know? Yeah, yeah except the governor of Colorado is too stoned. He keeps just hitting him with the handle. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, tell us about what happened with Drag Queen Bingo this year. I know everybody's uh, super excited about it, but it's it doesn't look like it's going to happen until later now. Yeah, we um we uh were you know we were kind of hoping it was it was supposed it's always the last Saturday in April, and we were hoping to maintain that schedule. Um, I'd had emergency surgery back in January and, uh, was recovered enough that I was still going to be able to do the show. The, the, the other Queens literally are building me a throne, uh, from which to, you know, pontificate <laughs> and, um, we're just going to have to postpone that. Um, our, our theme this year is a Royal affair, um, partly in honor of, um, my, my boyfriend has, has moved at least to the continent, um, you know he's he's still with his wife Megan, but um, I, I I can't officially call him my royal boyfriend anymore. There's there's a contract involved. <laughs> um, but, but, um, that took me a half a second. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you had me in the first half. Uh, you definitely had me in the first half. Absolutely. So, but uh, we we've we've had to push the date back. We've we've got a date set. It's going to be October 10th. Um, but in the meantime, we would really love some additional donations um, to kind of carry us through so that when we raise the, the big money in October, um, we've got something to continue providing support. Because right now, we're getting some additional requests for, for things that are from folks that are being a little hard hit. So, Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, you, if you're banking on your one sort of yearly or annual push... And that has to get moved six months out. That's got to be, you know, that's got to be pretty difficult to to deal with as an organization, to, because you're you're banking on that one big push. So absolutely. And how would people donate if they were going to donate right now? The easiest way is probably to go to yoaids.org. That's w-y-o-aids.org, and there's donation buttons just all over the place. Um, you can also find them on, you know, Facebook and so on. <laughs> Just search for YOAIDS, it'll come up. We're also a registered charity with um, with Amazon Smile and with uh, PayPal Gives, so um, folks can also uh, donate that way uh, just doing their regular shopping and it doesn't cost them anything extra. AIDS is a virus. HIV is a virus. Human immunodeficiency virus. It, it, has there been uh, a, like a president that's come out and said you could take like lupus medication to fix it, and <laughs> now we're taking lupus medication, and that just wipes it. It just eats it all up, like uh, like the ocean eats oil or something. Is that is that something that's on the horizon for HIV? Uh, people, people that suffer from HIV. Well, uh, that that in addition, just to the um, you know the extra problem that pretty much most of the folks that we're talking about uh, and that we support are immunocompromised. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a little nervous right now. I think a lot of, them. um, there's, there's, there is some really fantastic work being done there in the white house that we can all be ever so proud of. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just bigly leadership and, um, the, the very best phone calls. (laughs) Guys, uh, what what? Just refresh our audience's memory on what WIO AIDS does for people who uh, who have AIDS in Wyoming. Well, we pay for um, some of the the little things that 
um, insurance providers in uh, government and federal assistance programs don't cover. Um, so sometimes it's the copay on somebody's medication. Um, it could be um, what, one of the, the requests that we got this week was for um, cremation expenses. Um, oh. we've, we get requests for um, travel reimbursement because we, ha we now have a grand total of two doctors in the state of Wyoming um, who are our primary care providers for HIV positive patients. Um, the rest of them have to travel uh, across the border to Rapid City, up to Billings, down to um, Denver, over to Salt Lake. So sometimes it's about, you know, hotels or gas. Um, it, it can be about um, getting some dental work done. Um, you know, if, if, what one of the things that can be difficult is making sure that you're that you're eating well and that you uh, you know many of the medications you got to take with food or make sure that you're still fueling your body and if if you if you got a bum tooth and you can't afford to go to the dentist that can make all of that difficult so we we try to fill in those little gaps for people um, and we do that for people living here in the state of Wyoming um, with HIV or AIDS we have a lot of folks who don't show up on our um, our numbers necessarily because they are going and seeing primary doctors um, just across the border. But um, if, if you live in Wyoming and, and you are HIV positive, um, you can work with a caseworker here in the state of Wyoming and we'll, we'll do what we can to help make things a little bit easier for you regardless of what that expense is. One of the, one of the best examples is being Wyoming, um, clean water uh, is sometimes a difficulty. So wells and things like that. I have a well. I live on a ranch. I'm, I'm basically a Gabor sister. On, on, we, we call our ranch <laughs> Queen Acres. <laughs> queen Acres is the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's queen amazing. <laughs> So you're saying that they that they wind up having to go dig like get get clean water in some ways. So water filtration, um, because we do have some well water drinkers in Wyoming. Okay, um, you don't want them drinking. <laughs> you don't want them drinking uh, raw water. So uh, um, water filtration, much like you would find uh, for like you know soft or hard water. Oh, okay, um, yeah. you know you can do filtering under the sink, um, filtering you know at the water tank, that kind of thing. Um, and that goes a long way when you're immunocompromised and already have to worry about a pandemic. Um, clean water should probably be one of those things that is accessible, you know, in America, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can we just can we just say like we're past should be yeah, and America right, being in right, the same yeah. sentence at this point? Like, yeah, the, the whole purpose and it's and it's amazing and it's important work, but like. The work that you guys do is you fill in the gaps we shouldn't right. have, right? Like you guys, everything that you're doing with YOAIDS is you are sowing a safety net for people with this charity because we as a society have chosen not to sow one ourselves. And I, I can't think of more important work that needs to be done. If, if this doesn't happen, um, you know, the, the consequences are dire and we know that. And it's, it's, a, it's amazing that you guys are doing this work and hats off to you for recognizing that need and filling in. We are literally a homegrown organization. We had um, a, a dear friend of ours, Bob Hooker, who was kind of our cheerleader and um, had been HIV positive since the 80s. And 
Um, he helped us establish the very first Wyoming AIDS walk here in the state of Wyoming. Uh, and drag queen bingo was just the after party. Um, the, the second year we did the AIDS walk, we thought, Hey, let's bring those drag queens up and, and do this, this party too. Um, and now, um, the walk has gone away and drag queen bingo is the event. Um, and, and we're raising more money in one night of bingo than we have ever, than we ever raised with with the walk uh, in any given year, um, we're 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 double checking our math on things, but um, we think that we're right around the neighborhood of about um, about three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars that we've raised in um, almost twenty years. This is year nineteen since the walk was founded. Um, so we've we've been at this since 2001 raising money for people here in Wyoming because there just there wasn't anybody doing that before there wasn't a um a real good mechanism to raise awareness or to raise raise private money there were there were some um some state organizations and county groups but um we saw the need and just just tried to fill it just trying to do one little thing that we that we could change our corner of the world. So I want to talk for a second about uh, your guys' podcast. Um, it looks like it, it, your podcast is ending. Can you tell us what's happening with Waiting for Wrath? Yeah, sure. So um, we're going to end the current format just because it's... Um I don't know. We're, we're going to pick right back up with another show called Interesting If True. And we're going to tell uh, ridiculous stories and skeptical stories. Um, and we're going to have some fun quizzes and some, you know, silly like, Alex, you know, is it Alex Jones or, you know, Scalia or whoever kind of quote quizzes and just fun things that are in our area. But um, we're going to try to make something with a little bit more of a universal appeal. Um, and we're going to we're going to be in the comedy category instead of the religion other category. So uh, hopefully we can reach a few more people and be a little bit more, I don't know, reach, reach a larger base so that, you know, we can try to raise a little bit more money for a uh, Nice. Nice. Yeah. If you like, if you've listened to waiting for wrath and you, and you have liked our show, um, our new show is going to be very, very, very similar, but perhaps hopefully maybe a little less crass. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe I like the maybe I like the maybe so uh, people we're going to check out uh, the new show let's say that they this this airs and they and they want to check out the new show is there a website up for that new show uh, there will be I imagine by the time this airs um, that'll be interesting if true.com um, and you know if you have waiting for wrath uh, bookmarked or if you're listening to us or following us on all the socials we're gonna just kind of forward everything over so you should be able to find us uh, just by searching "interesting if true," and you know, hopefully, the show that week won't be lying to you. Well, we'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are branching out, changing the things up. It's always fun to 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 try new projects, even if. You don't get any listeners like Citation Music. It's nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, yeah, we could so, just continue yeah. to toil in obscurity, but we'll have a shiny new yeah. logo, which is, you know, that's kind of oh, like right. living. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we're so happy uh, to help out. Uh, we hope our listeners donate. Uh, and we, we are definitely going to have you back on uh, for when you guys are talking about Drag Queen Bingo coming up in October. We'll have you back on then. Um, but we will uh, we, we will uh, direct people to go to wyoaids 
org and donate now so that they can help people that are uh, that are going to be in some dire need between now and your major fundraiser this year. So thanks for joining us, guys. And hopefully people check out your new show and donate to WYO AIDS. Hey, thank you for having us. And yeah, we appreciate everything your listeners have uh, have done and hopefully will do. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, guys. And thanks for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thanks, guys. I almost said gentlemen, but I caught myself. <laughs> <laughs> So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons, but we want to thank our most recent patrons, Kelly, Matthew, Fuck Danish, Donuts for Life, The Supreme Court Ruled 5-4 That Podcasts Are Unconstitutional, BT, Hazel, John, Kishu Asada, no idea if I pronounced that correctly, and Mark, thank you so much. And, you know, it was random. But uh, fuck Danish Donuts for Life gets the uh, mug this time. Oh! Randomly chosen. All right, guys. Got to talk a little bit about the mugs. I promise I will send out mugs when I am <laughs> back at work more regularly. Yeah. So I, I mail out the mugs from my regular job. Um, I know I owe some people some mugs. I'm just practicing good social distancing and limiting the amount of time that I spend at the office. So my business, um, I'm, I'm at home right now. Yeah. So I'm not going to the not going to the post office to mail out mugs just yet, but I, we will keep track of them. We will mail them out. Um, people that are, deserve mugs and have become patrons, you'll get your mugs, I promise. But you may have to wait a little bit. So we also uh, to that to that end, um we want to we want to do something a little bit different than we've done in the past. So um I and I I want to do this on a kind of a personal level. So uh, everybody knows Cecil and I have regular jobs. This is a podcast. is something that we've always done um, as as something that was just a passion project for both Cecil and myself. Started a long time ago, um, and the pandemic uh, crisis is hitting everybody. And I'm going to be very honest; it's it's hitting me very personally, um, and it is going to severely affect uh, the income of myself and my family. So, um, if you are thinking about or have the ability to become a patron. I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, um, I could use the help. I just could. Uh, we make a lot of jokes about chicken wings and beer. It's not chicken wings and beer. Um, we're, we're dedicated to the podcast. We're going to keep the podcast going. The podcast is deeply important to us. Um, but, you know, there is some significant financial impact that my family is going to be um, going through as a result of the pandemic. Um, and I could just use your help. So if you've been thinking about being a patron, now would be a time that I would be Terribly grateful for your support. Yeah, Tom, Tom's actually going to try to adopt Ian so that he can get the money that we pay Ian to do. So we'll see if that works out. I don't know, um, but yeah, we, genuinely, we could we could absolutely use it. Uh, it's a trying time for us. We're trying to keep the podcast going while we're trying to keep our jobs, and our jobs are both looking very tenuous right now. So, uh, so any help that you can offer, if you're in a stable position, we would really, really genuinely appreciate it. if you enjoy the show. Uh, we hope that you, uh, that you donate to us, patreon.com slash dissonance pod. Uh, and you can, you can donate on a per episode basis. Even a dollar helps a dollar helps. So please, uh, dollar makes episode a world of difference, makes guys. a huge yeah. difference. Um, so, you know, just think of it as buying us a cup of coffee every episode, every two episodes. I was going to say every episode, but you can't get a cup of coffee for a dollar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to talk about some email that we got. Uh, we got a, a message from Terry and Terry sent along this, uh, this image and we're going to put it on this week's show notes. And uh, 
it's uh it's considered becoming a MAGA martyr. And it's really, really funny. So we're gonna we're gonna it post it on this week's show notes. Um it's actually really hilarious and it, it's in reference to all the people saying go out and go shopping, even if you're old, don't matter. Got a message from Holly, and Holly sent in this awesome White House press briefing bingo card that is genuinely awesome. I mean, it could and the best part is is that yeah, it's I mean, so you're good. at home now, right? And the West, the, the White House is giving these daily coronavirus briefings. You could get, if you did this as a drinking game, holy shit, you'd be so wasted by the end of this. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. You'd be so wasted. It would, is it still bingo with, if within like 10 seconds, you just <laughs> splash the whole pot for just. <laughs> I know, man. This is, you could actually just use this as like a random speech generator yeah. for Trump, you know? <laughs> just close your eyes and just, just. We'll slap your paw at oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. We're going to post that in this week's show notes. You're going to want to check it out. We got a uh, message from Terry, and Terry said um, that a chain of of, uh, of grocery stores in Canada, Loblaws, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, they're going to be doing this, a temporary 15% increase retroactive to March 8th for their workers. Wow. Um, I got to say, my hat's off to all the people that we don't want to pay $15 an hour to. I got to say those oh people God, are crushing it right now. They're absolutely crushing it. You know, you go to the you go to the the store and these people have to be in contact with people all day. They're not separated by that because none of our fucking the ways in which we we check people out at the grocery store, that's not fucking 6 feet away from people. That's not social distance. And look at how they cram those people in the front of those like that's not social distance at all. And so those people nope. are stuck constantly in this position all day. I, I I just feel for those people so much. I've been, I, I ordered out twice since this happened and I have been giving enormous tips because I just recognize how shitty it's got to be to be that guy who's got to go into some, buy somebody's house and, you know, deliver, possibly deliver something that, you know, could get them sick. You know, what's amazing is how so many of the least appreciated people in our economy are the people that when everything shuts down, we rely on the most. They're the people yep. at the drive-thru that, you know, at, at the pharmacy, at the drive-thru, stocking the toilet paper that everybody buys 13 seconds after it's put out. They're the people like delivering your food to you. They're the line cook. All those people yep. we don't want to pay are the people yep. who are keeping things going while so many other people are unemployed or working from home. And they deserve yeah. some fucking yeah. kudos for that. They do. And they deserve more money for that. Genuinely more money. Yeah. There's a lot of money that's being spent at all of these places. You know, you talk about all those places that are, you know, grocery stores are crushing it right now. They're absolutely crushing it. They're they're busy start to finish every day. And so they're making it a ton of money. They should be passing some of those profits on to the people who are working there. And Hazard pays the way to do it. Because we're not willing to pay them $15 an hour. So Hazard pay that shit up. We got a message from Mark and Mark sent in a course, a free course from Imperial London College on COVID-19. It's a science-based course. And so we're going to post the link on this week's show notes. If you want to take it, take a look and see, you know, you're going to get some good information, I bet, out of this course. Mark also sent in an image. Uh, he said there's a, a urinal from an Irish bar here in Nottingham and uh, they have a picture <laughs> of Trump holding his hand up and he's got his mouth open and they put uh, it in the urinal. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. I love when, you know, you know what makes me feel good is when our leader is so despised that across the world, yeah. people are like, I don't want, like, 
like in America, we don't even know who the elected leaders of any other country are. Literally no other country. We're yeah. not even, you could, most people can't name 30 of the 50 states in our own country, sure. much less the elected leader of another country. When your leader is so bad that in other countries are like, I'm pissing on that guy. Yep. We yep. have fucked some shit up. Yeah. And you know, when we were over there, Tom, do you remember when we were over there? Oh yeah. Uh, there was the a window? big, big image of Trump over there when we were in Dublin. There's a huge yeah. image of Trump. And uh, this was right before he got elected. So yeah. it was in October of the year he got elected. I think it was October. Yeah, October, because we went to it QED. Was. So yep. it was the, the year he got elected. He was he was painted on a window looking like an idiot in the middle of, <laughs> of Dublin. So yep. I can't imagine uh. that they that they slowed that shit down after he got elected. No, he didn't prove anybody wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't. No, he you didn't. Know, That's so sad. It's, it's not. It's not like any of us were like, you know, you know, who really surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you called it though a couple weeks ago. You absolutely called it when you said, "Okay, so this is the worst person we could possibly have for this." <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, you know, it's the worst person. <laughs> oh god so uh so we got a message we get messages all the time for uh do you guys have a p.o box can you give us our address we will when we are able to go back to the studio but the problem is is if you send yeah. something to studio now it's gonna sit there and if it sits there i can't pick it up and we've had packages stolen from there so it's not great to send stuff there anyway but especially if we're not able to go there because someone will just gank that fucking thing so yeah. we won't give you our address now but remind us when uh when we're done with the coronavirus, <laughs> I yeah, look forward still to, to that happening. And then you just packages. let us know and we'll, yeah, <laughs> there's still, <laughs> they said it in, you're going to have to wrap it up in like a deer skin. <laughs> <laughs> they said it to, they're sending smoke signals to us. Yeah. It's be amazing. I can't oh, wait. fuck. Uh, so I want to thank Aaron and Jim from the Waiting for Wrath podcast for joining us. Remember that you can give to Wyoming AIDS Assistance at wyoaids.org. Uh, and uh, you can give right now to that organization. Uh, the Drag Queen Bingo is the primary source of their fundraising, but in October, it's going to be moved to October. So they definitely need urgent fundraising right now. Uh, so if you have some extra dollars and you want to help people with AIDS in Wyoming, uh, you can go to wyoaids.org. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. 
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.